0: Larry twenty-one. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com, take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Talkin' Texas Rangers Podcast, where we dive into the latest rumors and news surrounding Texas Rangers baseball. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today, we're diving into the latest headlines from around the global life field. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Audible, for sponsoring this episode. If you're a fan of audiobooks from any kind of genre, whether history, nonfiction, fiction, true crime, check Audible today. AudibleTrial.com slash Larry21. And you can get a free audiobook of your choice and a free three-month trial. And as always, let's dive right into today's topics. Our first topic, why ain't Andrew Heaney will help make the Texas Rangers playoff contenders. Andrew Heaney can make the Texas Rangers playoff contenders if he can pitch 150 plus innings and continue to average more than 10 strikeouts per nine innings. And of course, most importantly, stay healthy throughout the 2023 season. He's not the best pitcher the Rangers signed this offseason. Jacob deGrom holds that title. He doesn't even have the championship pedigree that was earned by Nathan Evaldi. He is the pitcher that will take this rotation from a good rotation to a great rotation. Similar to Idolas Garcia, his performance in 2023 will go a long way toward determining if the Rangers will be playoff contenders. Andrew Haney has had a wide variety of results in his career. He was an up-and-down starter for the Angels, and last season became one of the best strikeout pitchers in baseball for the Dodgers. If he can replicate his success with the Dodgers, the Rangers' rotation becomes a much more fearsome group of five pitchers and maybe one of the best in all of baseball. For him, the goal needs to be 150 innings or more in 2023. Andrew comes into 2023 off of a season that saw him miss three months due to left shoulder inflammation. He ended up making 16 starts for the Dodgers and was limited to 72 innings this past season. The Dodgers last season placed him on a pitch count once he came off the injured list. His high in pitch count in 2022 was 91 pitches in August against the Brewers. He was 85 to 91 pitches six times in his 16 starts. He is now several months removed from shoulder inflammation and will not be on any pitch count as we head into the 2023 season. His ability to pitch more innings will be better for him and the team. The argument for a better bullpen in 2023 is that the starters will pitch more innings than in 2022. If he can reach 150 innings, that will lead to fewer innings for the bullpen and will hopefully lead to more wins for the Rangers. The second goal can reach to help the Rangers become playoff contenders is replicating the high strikeouts per nine that he averaged in the last two months of the season. Last season, he jumped up from striking out 10.4 batters per nine innings in 2021 to striking out 13.6 per nine in 2022. The Dodgers helped him do this last season by converting him from a three-pitch pitcher into mainly a two-pitch pitcher. He changed his arm slot as well and taught him how to throw what they called the sweeper. It's a slider, but it sweeps across the strike zone with more horizontal movement than downward movement. He relied primarily on his his four-seam fastball and slider. He mainly was a four-seam fastball pitcher as he threw that pitch 62% of the time, compared to 32% for the slider. He ditched the changeup and curveball and primarily threw just these two pitches fastball and slider were almost unhittable. He gave up a two twenty eight batting average against the fastball and incredibly a .170 batting average against the slider. To put this into perspective, in 2021, he threw 21 sliders the entire season. In 2022, he threw 398. The American League saw a different version of Haney when he pitched for the Angels and Yankees. If he can successfully deploy these two pitches against the AL West lineups, he will go a long way towards helping the rangers be in playoff contention throughout the season final thing he can do to help make the rangers a playoff contender is to just stay healthy throughout his major league career which spans from 2014 to 2022 he's been on the injured list seven times in two of those occasions back in 16 and 17 he was placed on the 60 day il with a left flexor muscle strain in 2016 and a left elbow ulnar collateral ligament injury in 2017. Most of his IL assignments have happened early in the season, allowing him to come back and pitch late. The Rangers' priority this spring training has to be making sure he gets the opening day healthy. He has been placed on the IL five times, either at the end of spring training or in the month of April. 2020 did not have a month of April or regular spring training due to the pandemic. 2021 is the only season of his career he made it through spring training and April without needing an IL assignment since 2015. As the Rangers go throughout the month of March, how they handle Andrew will be a story to follow. How many A games does he pitch in, or does he get his work mainly in B games with minor leaguers? The B games are less rigid in structure and rules. Do they want to expose him to other American League West teams? The most important thing will be making sure he can stay healthy. His continued health throughout the 2023 season will determine if this team can compete with the Astros or Mariners. He will be the starting pitcher to watch in 2023. Bruce Bochy likely will not reveal where each starter will place the rotation until we get closer to opening day. But the one certainty we know is if Jacob deGrom is healthy, he will be starting on opening day against the Phillies. That is all. That is about all we know. Andrew Haney, no matter where he starts the season whether it is in Game 2 or Game 5, will be a very important piece for this team. If he can pitch more innings in 2023, keep his strikeout rate high, and stay healthy, that will go a long way towards determining if the Rangers make the playoffs or come up just short. And now I'm going to give you five reasons I'm looking forward to the start excuse me, of spring training. It won't be long before the Rangers are packing up the equipment truck and driving out to sunrise. We've waited a long time for baseball to come back, and it seems like the start of a new season is just getting closer every day. Expectations for the Rangers in 2023 will be higher than in seasons past with a fully revamped pitching staff. Not to mention another year of Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon and several highly rated prospects knocking on the door. There's a lot to look forward to, and these are five things I'm excited to watch when players begin to report to sunrise or surprise. Excuse me. Number one, of course, Jacob DeGrom. The best pitcher on the planet for the Rangers? It's been nearly six weeks since DeGrom signed a five-year, $185 million contract to come to Texas. And it's still hard to believe. All eyes will be on DeGrom when camp opens in February. There's no question about DeGrom's talent when he's available. And the Rangers hope he's able to remain healthy throughout the spring so that he can take the ball when the Rangers open the regular season against the Phillies in Arlington on March thirtieth. The Young Pitchers. Jacob de will get to spend quite a bit of time with the Rangers young crop of pitchers during spring training. The big league rotation seems set, assuming that everyone is healthy, but there is plenty of anticipation among Ranger fans to see how Owen White, Jack Leiter, Kumar Rocker, and Brock Porter continue to develop. It's been years since the Rangers have had so many young pitchers to be excited about, but it won't be long for the young guns get a chance to contribute at the big league level. Number three, Ezekiel Duran in the outfield. It's easy to forget about how much offensive potential Ezekiel Duran offers. Ranger fans are quick to send him off in potential deals for stars like Brian Reynolds, perhaps because he doesn't seem to have a clear path to play every day. Zeke spent most of his time in the minors as a second baseman and shortstop before spending a majority of his time at the third base during the 2022 season. He had a chance to play the outfield on a regular basis in the Dominican Winter League, and he'll have a chance to earn an everyday job in spring training, given how the team is currently constructed. That could certainly change with another signing or trade, but nobody should be sleeping on Durant's skill set. And of course, number four, the battle for center field. Iote Taveras was solid in 2022, but will he come into camp-, into camp as the undisputed opening day starter in center field? Bubba Thompson might have some uh, other thoughts about that. Both players have areas of their game that need further improvement and development, but they also have the potential to impact the game in multiple ways. They will both get a look in spring training, and the battle for the opening day center field job should be one of the hottest storylines in camp. And finally, number five yeah. the final bullpen spots. The offseason isn't over and the Rangers could certainly make external additions to bolster their bullpen before they arrive in surprise. Matt Moore is still a free agent, so are Andrew Chaffin and Michael Fulmer. I imagine the Rangers want to add another bat before they consider further investing in their bullpen, but you never know what Chris Young might be thinking, especially after he learned that Brett Martin would miss the majority of the season after undergoing shoulder surgery. As things currently stand, Brock Burke, Joe Barlow, Jonathan Hernandez, Taylor Hearn, Jose Leclerc, and Jake Odorizzi seem to be a locks. That likely leaves two spots open. Will John King or Josh Spores stake their claim? Could one of the young starters, Otto, Dunning, Howard, Reagans, serve in a long relief role alongside Odorizzi? Will someone else from deeper in the organization surprise us in spring training? We'll have to wait to find out. Before we move on, give us a thumbs up if you like our video, subscribe to the channel, hit that bell notification button to be notified of future videos. And as always, thank you so much for watching and listening. Uh, former Texas Rangers reliever Darren O'Day has announced his retirement. Darren O'Day was a veteran reliever in one-time Texas Rangers. And he has officially announced his retirement via a lengthy, thoughtful letter that he shared on Twitter. O'Day turned 40 last October, and it's a name that brings back fond memories. A Rule 5 draft pick from the Angels after the 08 season by the Mets, he was waived in late April 09 after just four appearances and claimed by the Rangers. O'Day went on to have a great 09 season, posting a 194 ERA, and 55.2 innings pitched, following it up with a 203 ERA 62 innings in 2010. 2011 saw O'Day struggle to stay healthy and to pitch well when he was healthy. One of the more fateful decisions made in October 2011 was to replace Koji Yuhara with Mark Lowe rather than O'Day on the World Series roster. After the 2011 season, the Rangers waived O'Day, a decision I thought was short-sighted at the time. That said, the team seemed to believe that he was a gimmick guy who the league had caught up to. The Orioles claimed O'Day on waivers, and he had a terrific four-year run from 2012 to 2015, putting up a 192 ERA, 263 innings, over 273 games in that stretch. After putting up an ERA three for the Orioles from 16 to 18, O'Day spent 2019 and 20 with the Atlanta Braves, pitched for the Yankees in 2021, and returned to the Braves for the 2022 season. O'Day ends his career with an impressive, for a 17.4 career B-War, along with a 2.59 career ERA in 644 games. Best of luck to Darren as he hangs the, hangs the cleats up after a long, successful career. Let us know your thoughts on Darren O'Day. What are your memories of him as a Texas Rangers? And now on to our next topic, Ian Kennedy has returned to the Texas Rangers. Ian Kennedy announced on his Instagram page Thursday that he is coming back to pitch for the Rangers in 2023. He received congratulations from several of his former and once again teammates. He is back in the same situation he was in in 2021 when he initially signed with Texas. In 2021, he turned a minor league deal into a spot in the bullpen. By the All-Star break, he was closing games for Texas. That led him to be traded at the deadline in 2021 with Kyle Gibson and Hans Kraus for Spencer Howard and two other prospects. Now he is back with Texas and hoping to earn a spot in the bullpen on a team that is ready to win now. Ian Kennedy brings an experienced arm to a bullpen that is uh, lacking in that department. The 38-year-old veteran will be entering his 17th season in the majors. He last pitched for the Diamondbacks in 2022, but it was a disappointing season for Kennedy. He began the season as their setup reliever, but by July he was regularly finishing games for Arizona. The numbers were down significantly from where he was in 2021. He struck out fewer batters and had a much higher earned run average and walked more batters. There were not many pitching categories where he pitched better in 2022 than he did in 2021. It was a down season, which explains why he was still on the free agent market at the end of January. He is someone who relies on precise fastball locations to get hitters out. He has three other pitches, but since moving to the bullpen, he's primarily relied on his four-seam fastball over his other pitches. In 2022, he threw the four-seamer 81% of the time. If that pitch is lacking, it will lead to hard contact he experienced last season. For him to be successful... He will need to regain the velocity he lost in the last few years of his career, the fastball velocity has been up and down in 2022 it was 93.4 in 2021, 94.1 2020, 93.5 and in 2019, 94.4 in 2018, 91.9. It is certainly possible with the Rangers and their coaching staff that he can regain the lost velocity and once again become a valuable member. Texas Rangers bullpen. Heading into spring training, all the jobs in the bullpen are up for grabs. Jose Leclerc and Jonathan Hernandez are the favorites to the late inning arms. Joe Barlow, Taylor Hearn, and Brock Burke will be competing to be in the middle relief spots. Jake Odorizzi will be the swingman, pitching long relief and also making some spot starts. That leaves two spots likely open for competition and possibly more if there are injuries in camp. Ian Kennedy would seem to fall into that category with Barlow, Hearns, and Burke. He could easily slide into a 6th or 7th inning role on this team. He'd be setting up LeClerc and Hernandez and pitching late if these guys need a day off. And now our next topic. The Rangers are still open adding a left fielder, but they're more likely to give internal candidates a first shot. The Rangers' pursuit of an everyday left fielder has reached a standstill. Barring a shift in the market, many of the same players who held down the position last season will do so again this season. Chris Young doesn't see that as a bad thing. The GM said as much Saturday during FanFest at Globe Left Field. The Rangers have as many as eight players who can form a platoon. One of the front runners to do so is veteran Brad Miller. Miller, Smith, McCarthy... Uh, Yoshi Tosuko and Travis Jankowski are the left-hitting options, while Bubba Thompson, Zeke, and Clint Frazier bat right-handed. Jankowski and Frazier were among five players signed to minor league contracts Friday with invitations to spring training. The Rangers could never find the right combination last season in left field, where Cole Calhoun played a healthy chunk of the games. Miller was out there too, but dealt with injuries all season that limited his effectiveness. He's in the second year of a two-year, $9 million contract, and the Rangers expect a bounce-back season. Miller hit the injured list twice in the second half, the first time for a neck strain, the second for a hip injury that ended his season. Thompson might have an advantage in the platoon competition because of how well his elite speed could mesh with the larger bases and slightly shorter distances between the bases. He could also play center field, which could help keep Andolas Garcia in right field. The Rangers are planning to go into the season with Laoti Liotta, Tavares as a starting center fielder. Jankowski can play center too. Frazier is a former first-round pick who has never been an MLB regular and has struggled the past two seasons. Smith said last weekend in Frisco that he has become more comfortable in left field, despite his background as an infielder. The best remaining free agent left fielder is former Rangers infielder Jerickson Profar. Let us know your thoughts in the comment section below. Is there anybody you think they should pick up for left field? And as always, give us a thumbs up if you like our video. Subscribe to the channel and hit that uh, bell notification button to be notified of future videos. And as always, you can support the show by buying us coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash ttrangers. Your support helps the channel grow, upgrade our equipment, bring in new hosts, and be able to pay them. And as always, take this show on the road. As always thank you so much for watching and listening we will see you next time this has been the Talkin' texas rangers podcast let us know your thoughts on the topics we covered by tweeting us at Talkin' tx rangers or liking us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash talking texas rangers as always thank you for listening and go rangers